This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. If you believe in reciprocity, the idea of give and take, or getting out what you put in, then Keen Utility Work Boots with Keen Regen technology are made for you. Keen Regen is a cushioning performance midsole that provides 50% energy return with every step, keeping you in constant motion. Many Keen Utility boots and shoes are made with Keen Regen midsoles, so you can choose from a wide range of styles, safety toe types, and boot heights. Visit keenfootwear.com work-regen. Keen Utility. Step forward. Take care of your property with equipment you can count on, like the Kubota BX and L01 Series Compact Tractors, part of our under 100-horsepower tractor lineup, rated number one for reliability, and Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles, where durability meets speed. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit GoKubota.com for a dealer near you. Cottage Talk full-time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Emilio Donnell. This is our initial reaction to Fulham's dramatic 1-0 victory at Craven Cottage. Emilio was there, and he's just going to share his initial reaction to this incredible last-minute victory from Fulham against Swansea City. Emilio, let's not waste any time. Just give me your initial reaction. Well, I mean, what, what drama, Russ. You know, it's... Uh... You know, it's not easy being a Fulham fan, to be, no. right, to be honest. No. You know, it's, uh, but yeah, what you know, what a, what an end! Just just a rep- it was basically a repeat of last season's victory against Huddersfield Town when we missed a late penalty and then we got we snatched a late winner. You know, to be honest, I think overall, I think we deserved the win. I think we controlled I the game nicely. You know, there were some good passages of play. So we had some decent half chances. You know. Uh, the final execution maybe let us down tonight, but overall I thought we we, des- we deserved the win. I would have preferred what we do in normal circumstances rather than that in that fashion. But you know, like I said, Fulham never make it easy for us. But three points are three points. The performance was improved. There's still a long way to go, but yeah, the big man keeps bailing us out. Maybe you could argue keeps bailing uh, Scott Parker out with his with with his crucial goals. So uh, you know, thankfully we got the three points and we move on to Preston on Saturday. But yeah, you know, much needed victory. 
Absolutely, Emilio. And again, the performance was much better, especially in the first half. Can you put your hmm. finger on why they played better in the first half? I think Tom Kearney really showed up in this match. Yeah, he for me, and we'll talk about man of the match. He was man of the match by country mile for me. He he bossed the midfield. He he played in a more played a more advanced role. He was hungry. He was he was composed on the ball. Some good passes. Some good runs. Good vision. He just was more up there. I just we we played a lot more intensely in the first half. I thought we started off brightly. Like I said the finish, you know, the final ball at times let us down, especially from the two wide men. I thought Melkart and Cavalera didn't. Didn't have their greatest of games, to be honest. So, you know, a lot of possession, but poor end product and poor from set pieces. We 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 had so many corners, and I don't remember any of them that were effective. But overall, Tom was played in that more advanced role. He played in the, in the position in the number eight role, which is which is his favourite position. I think we, that's why we saw the best of him today. But you know, well done, Scott Parker, for playing a, probably a more attacking lineup today. Um, but again, that's just the final execution let us down. And but overall. You know, I'll still take the three points. But good first half, and Tom Kenny, you know, stood out for me. You know, he he was he was he was played his best game for a while. Okay, excellent. And let me ask you this, because as the first half is ending, I'm starting to get a, I guess you could say, a, a worried feeling because mm. I thought <laughs> they were playing well, Emilio, but they did not get that goal. In fact, I'm listening to and watching the broadcast and. Gentlemen, Jim and Jamie kept saying they just need a goal. They just need a goal mm. that could change the match. What was your feeling at halftime? Same thing. Although you know we 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 could try that game comfortably, but the keeper didn't really have to make any saves, and that was very much the story for the whole the whole ninety minutes. You know how many got, how many saves did the actual Swansea keeper make? You know I want to give Swansea a lot of credit because they defended admirably. They obviously came to either to either take, you know get a point or try to snatch. A victory on the break. They did. They they offered very little, but defensively they were very strong. And you know, I think there was there was frustration on our part. I think we just had so many corners, but just the quality not good enough. You know, Cavalero kept alternating the corners with Knockhart. Knockhart. Yeah, Mitrovic maybe should have done better with a with a shot which hit the top of the bar. You know, maybe on another day, you know, he could, he should have buried that. I thought I thought that was a, that was a good chance. He should have buried that in normal circumstances. But you know, Swansea defended well and. We just lacked a goal. You know, Tom Kearney, to be honest, if anyone deserved a goal, it was Tom because he was yep. outstanding in that first half. But overall, it gave me hope for the second half. It just, it basically just lacked a goal, but we're not notorious for winning two, three, four nil games, are we? We seem to no. always keep things very tight. Um, we didn't look necessarily troubled, but there were a few controversial moments. I think I want to, you know, move on and reflect as well throughout the game. You know, to me, and I haven't seen any of the replays, so I'm only seeing what I saw firsthand, but Seem to be some odd decisions going favorably in Fulham's favour, to be honest. Well, let's I'm not sure what the, head the right there, my friend, because otherwise. as we talk about the second half, I'm glad that you brought this up because there are some controversial moments. Let's start with here first. Before we get to the controversial moments, I do want to mention the save uh, from Marek Rodak in the 71st minute because, mm. again, he, he wasn't asked to do a great deal, but when he needed to, he stepped up again. I use a, a good forward. In this match, I think he actually dangerous, played out wide. Dangerous. Yeah, he's yeah, dangerous. He's dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. He's yeah. dangerous. You know, he did did protect the goal very well. But even in the first half, yeah. you know, there was a there was a controversial moment in the first half penalty as well. Yep. You know, was, I haven't seen a replay, but did we get away with that? I'd like I'd be curious to see what the replay suggests because I thought first half in right in front of me, that, I've seen penalties go against us. Sure. For 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 less than that in that first in that first half incident. Okay, well, I'm glad that you mentioned that. 
let's um, switch to talk about the controversial incidents in the second half because there mm-hmm. are a couple of them. Let's start mm-hmm. with Ayu. Again, he went ballistic, Emilio. I don't know if you got a good look mm-hmm. at this. And, uh, again, um, I saw a replay of this. It isn't conclusive to me if um, Swansea City deserved the penalty. Did you get any, any look at this? Was this a Dennis in the Dennis tackle? Yes. Which one? Yeah, took the other side of the pitch for me. But again, all the people around thought that looked blatant. Did he take two players out? For anything, it, to me, look like Dennis maybe took two defenders out, well, or two attackers out from that end. And again, it was wrong, wrong end of the pitch. But you know, the Swansea players then you know were completely going ape ape shit basically with the referee. Because yeah. I, like, to be honest, I you know I you know I looked at that and to me it looked blatant. But obviously the referee wasn't raised. He he had no hesitation but to wave play on. To be honest, so I think I thought we got away with that one. But again, I'd like to see the replay. I, I actually think we did. It. To be honest with you, if if I'm being honest, I think Fulham got the benefit there for whatever reason they did. So so again, mm. what's interesting about that, Amelia? So we talk about that, then we talk about the penalty given to Fulham, and mm. uh, even uh, on the broadcast, I believe Jamie. Said that he thought it was soft. So you yeah, probably I, got a same with me. Same time. with me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Right in front of me. Again, okay. we all said. I thought the Dennis Adoy um, foul tackle from the in, in the first controversial moment seemed more of a penalty than our one. You know, for some reason. You know, you know, I, I, none of us had claimed a penalty when 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 the foul was made and committed against uh, against the Fulham player. So. We were surprised by that. A lot of us, including myself, I didn't, I didn't think he would give that penalty. I thought maybe he'd redeem himself by having not given the previous one in favour of Swansea. He would wave play on and, and not give the penalty to Fulham. But I think everyone was, I think, surprised okay. in the ground that the penalty right, was given. Great. I was a little surprised myself. But uh, again, uh, so many of these calls have gone against Fulham. So I'm like, okay, fine. So mm-hmm. then Mitro steps up, Emilio. And uh, let's mm-hmm. talk about the penalty because this wasn't a, a bright moment for... Mitro, he redeemed himself later on, but talk about the penalty. Um, there was a lot of ga- lack of gamesmanship well, by the Swansea players. You know, they were obviously obviously complaining to the referee. Yep. They, were, they were consuming up a lot of time. So, you know, when you when you as a penalty taker, you want a, con- a conclusive penalty when there's no challenge from the the team who've conceded the penalty. The player goes up, takes the penalty, and and takes it immediately. But there's it was about two or three minutes of t- of time from the moment the referee blew for the and gave the penalty to actually taking the, the penalty. Mitrovic looked nervous, surprisingly. The goalkeeper was, you know, playing gamesmanship tactics on the on the goal line, jumping up and down. Admittedly, he was off his line when he when when he made the save, but you know, Mitrovic didn't look composed. He looked very very nervous. He looked a little bit flapped for some reason, and you know, someone of that strength and some someone of that quality probably should have been mentally a lot stronger. But you know, it, it was. It had all the makings of him missing the penalty, to be totally honest. I don't think he, he wasn't relaxed and decisive like he normally is on the penalty spot. It's just that, that little bit of composure. You can see even when he took the penalty, he was hesitating. Do I go left? Do I go right? Do I go down the middle? He didn't know what decision to make. And I think that was all because there was a lot of confusion in the penalty right. area. A lot of, you know, some, some you, know, you know, referees, players all complaining. There was a bit of shuffling. Tom Kenny got involved in a, in a, in a moment of you know of head, semi headbutting whatever it was going. On. I could see there was a lot of there's a lot of you know swearing on the pitch between the different players and all that. So that unsettled Mitrovic, and okay. as a result, he looked nervous and wasn't decisive. And 
give the the the, the Swansea goalkeeper credit. He made the save, albeit like I said, he was off the line when he when he, he made that save. But I thought that was it, game over. Really, we had that we had our chance, we didn't take it. I thought it was over at that point, my friend. I thought it was going to be a draw. We were going to be very um, disappointed. So let's now talk about the dramatic ending of this match. And it's not just about the Metro goal, okay? We have to talk about what Joe Bryan did on the challenge on Gallagher. Because if he doesn't do that, the Metro goal never happens. And they potentially lose this match. I think it's very important to point out Joe Bryan's effort here. And then, yeah, you know, excellent tackle there. Excellent tackle. Excellent tackle. Excellent tackle. And that leads to Abubakar Kamaro setting up Alexander Mitrovic. <laughs> a lovely cross, my friend, and Fulham mm. find a way to win. And that's how I'm going to talk about the end of this match. They found a way. Alexander <laughs> Mitrovic, like I mentioned already, redeemed himself, my friend. Let's just talk about the ending. You can take it from the Brian challenge to the setup from Abubakar Kamaro. You know, and what was interesting, it felt like a like a like a cup, you know, like a cup game. You know, when you're running, you know, you're running down the clock. It, you can see that right. it was end to end at the last ten fifteen minutes. End. It was, yeah, it was what it's like. It's not a typical drab nil nil draw. I feel like a lot of fans who I spoke to felt disappointed. They said it was a poor game. I actually thought it was quite an entertaining game. It just yep. it just lacked goals, to be honest. I thought, exactly. you know, you know, we we know we were we were the most determined. You know, we 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 tried to create chances. You know, we tried to make things happen. We've play, you know we've played a lot worse and won this season to be honest. So I thought you know it's just from that tackle for that excellent tackle with Joe Bryan and again it was end to end and Kamara got the ball in in plenty of space. I was like, urging him to actually just go a little bit more forward, take the ball into the penalty area, but he teased up the cross you know to perfection and Mitrovic just you know with his power and his strength just actually headed the ball. No keeper would have saved that to be honest, and that was just a, an excellent finish, but. Yeah, you know, Kamara, give him, give him his dues, a pinpoint cross to perfection. Absolutely. And he has, he has, you know, and then two years ago, he wouldn't have done that. But he's no. very composed, not rushed, chose his moment, and like I said, the, the, the perfection of that cross was, was top notch. And But you, again, you've got a top striker there who, who finished so decisively. Um, you, know, you know, ripped the back of the net with that, the power of that, of that yeah. header. No keeper, no keeper would have saved that. And he brought the Craven Cottage roof down, to be honest. So it's. Uh, yeah, great, great end, great finish, and I think a fully deserved victory. See, I feel the same way, Emilio, and uh, I know some might think that this is luck. Fulham were lucky, right? I, I don't see it that way, because when you continue to find ways to win, hmm. you know, again, you could say that there's a bit of luck to it, but if you continually do it, there's got to be something to it. There's got to be hanging in there, not giving up until the end, just finding a way to get that goal, not giving up. And that's exactly no. what you saw. You know, again, exactly. starts with Bryant, goes to Kamara, and of course Mitro himself. They never gave up. Exactly. And you look at the, the how much that goal meant to the team. You know, the you know the celebration, the jubilation at the end there. You know, there's there's the, you, you we either, you know you could look at it that we got out of jail because of the penalty that we missed, and we right. got a second chance there. But the actual team effort there you, know, you can see you exactly. saw how much it meant to the whole team the celebrations the, the jubilation there and Kamara you know patting his uh his, his badge as well how much that meant for him as well so I think you know gr- you know great you know great finale great finish and you know like I said deserve three points and we've played worse this season and won more comfortably ironically so um but again you know but we don't kept a clean sheet 
you know, played reasonably well. We played better this season. We've also played a lot worse, but it's an improved performance from the last few that we've seen. And uh, all we can do is just keep the pressure on with our closest rivals. But it was important to just get this victory and win your home games for the rest of the season. Then you know, we may have a chance to to get that second place. All we can do is beat the opposition in front of us and hopefully right. the other teams start to drop points. That's all we can do. Absolutely, my friend. Okay, we're going to end full time looking at the stats and finish up talking about man of the match welcome to america the land of junk sleep where it's bedtime but you're double booked here there's always one more deadline to meet episode to watch or meme to share the world may not want you to sleep but we do only the sleep experts at mattress firm can help you find the right bed at the right price unjunk your sleep in-store or online at mattressfirm.com today. Okay, my friend, let's get into it. Let's look at the stats and see what they tell you since you were there. You were at Craven Cottage for this. So let's start with possession. 64% to 36 in favor of Fulham. Total shots, 16 to 6 in favor of Fulham. On target, 6 to 2 in favor of Fulham. Corners, 11 to 4, Amelia. But as you've already mm. said, I don't know how many good corners Fulham had in this match. I think that's a disappointment, something that I think mm. we need to mention on Cottage Talk because they yeah. need to do better on corners. Crosses, 42 to 16 in favor of Fulham. If you look at passing accuracy, Fulham were, were only at 78%. They're usually higher than that, but still it was mm. decent. And Swansea were at 64%. Okay, my friend, what do the um, stats tell you? I think it certainly says that we had more more intent, uh, more intent to win the game. I think we, you know, those stats clearly demonstrate the fact that we we were more attack minded than Swansea. Swansea clearly came to to defend for most of the game and try to catch us on the break. And you saw their reaction at the end when obviously no team likes to lose at any time of the game. They're alone in the last seconds of the game, and their reaction was one of the, that, that they've lost a cup game, like they lost a cup semi final. Uh, that's how important it meant to them. They obviously came in for that point. They failed to get it. And, you know, I think that's fully deserved. I think when a team comes with only a negative approach and get done in the last second, it's actually more satisfying the result. So, but again, it, for me, it clearly shows that Fulham were, had the most, you know, more purpose, you know, were more entertaining, um, had more intent of winning the game. And those stats clearly demonstrate that, that we, we deserved the victory. But again, the passing, to be honest, at times, I think that, that's an interesting statistic because, Knockout and Cavalera were very wasteful throughout the game. I think they, they you know, wouldn't be surprised if they both get dropped for the game against Preston on Saturday. Because I thought they were they two very frustrating players. I think that's a, you know they, they either play very well or they play a very off day. And today they didn't particularly have good uh, good games. So they, they contributed to the, the, the poor pass you know passing rate today. Um, but overall, let's move on to the Preston North End game. I think that will be a more potentially be a more open game. I think Preston will come with a, yep. with a bit more. In, with more desire to try to win the game. And um, don't be surprised we see a more entertaining and open game on Saturday against Preston North End. Okay, excellent there, Amelia. All right. Who was your man of the match? I think it's going to be Tom Kearney, but I could be wrong. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was best play in the first half, and I, I tweeted that out. And, you know, no, not, not as not as had didn't have a, as good a second half as he did in the first half. But overall, I think his contribution to the game was what we need to be seeing week in, week out. He led from the front. He was hungry, determined, composed. 
you know, his, his desire and his vision was very good. And the only thing that was missing was really a goal for him. I was urging him to get a goal because I think he deserved it on the balance of his play today. But overall, great performance from him. And, you know, I, I can't think anyone else who came close to him. So, yeah, Tom, Captain Tom Kearney for me. Okay. Excellent there, my friend. All right. Let's end by looking forward to Preston North End. You've already mentioned that you think this is going to be a more open match and uh, you'll be mm. there, my friend. So what are your thoughts heading into this match? Hopefully no injuries. I didn't see any evidence of any injuries there you know, from tonight's game. So fingers crossed we've got a, a reasonably full strength team to, to select from. You know, obviously we've still got a couple of injuries out there, but hopefully no further injuries to add to the mix. Um, yeah, I'd like maybe see a change there. I think Northcott had a disappointing game as the Cavalera, so I would expect to see at least one of those two maybe drop to the bench on Saturday. Um, but I think we've just got to stay controlled. Again, it's, even though Swansea you know, came for a draw, we, are, are just, we look fairly capable in defence today. I, thought, I didn't think we made too many mistakes. I thought we looked quite, you know, we looked strong. We controlled the back four. Hector looked fairly solid again. I thought our full backs pushed up a lot more today than they normally do. I saw Dennis Adore and Joe Bryan venturing forward a lot more than I have seen in recent weeks. So again, that maybe gives some credit to Scott Parker for playing a more, you know playing more positively today than he has done in recent weeks. But I expect a more, maybe a, a more difficult game against Preston. I expect there'd be goals. If we keep a clean sheet, it'd be great. But I expect to concede on Saturday. Therefore, we've got to score at least two goals. So um, yeah, it should be entertaining. Okay, excellent there, my friend. All right. Great victory for Fulham. Like I said, I don't think this is an accident. People can say it's lucky. Okay, whatever. <laughs> they got all three points, my friend, and they just keep doing it. And, uh, again, it, it doesn't make things easy on my heart or easy on yours, my friend. <laughs> but they find a way to win. And, uh, exactly. and I just keep saying that. And, uh, again, if you keep doing it, it's not an accident. So I'll just leave everyone with that. All right, before we go, as I always mention at the end of our show, please do check out the app come on you whites we are actually on that app you can actually access the show there and uh, you can download that on your iphone or certainly on your android as well please check out the come on you whites app okay well that's going to do it for this episode of cottage talk for emilio Donnell, who was at craven cottage tonight for this dramatic victory i'm russ goldman thank you as always for listening to cottage talk For Fulham fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Plan your match day with our GPS travel planner, taking you to the best pubs, restaurants and hotels home and away. Download the free COY Whites app now from the App Store and Google Play. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.